It's brisk, baby. Exactly. Live from Nuthouse Studios in beautiful downtown Lexington is Bluegrass Homefront, episode four, for September 20th, 2020. My name is Tony Bryan. With me, as always, is Victor. Good afternoon, Tony Bryan. Good day to you, Victor. How are you today, sir? Oh, not bad. Been freezing my little tissue off here lately. It has suddenly gotten colder. It has. Today, it's actually quite nice, baby, is Nice 68 degrees outside, so we're enjoying the uh, cooler temperatures, but it does give you that uh, cold feeling in the old bones, though. I'm not quite there with you yet. The best that I can do is is like those old uh, Claymation Sinatra commercials for the iced tea. It's okay. brisk, baby. It's brisk, baby. Yeah, exactly. It just, it, and it's been thoroughly pleasant. I have not yet been chilled. We spent some time this weekend on the road. We did. And uh, we uh, going out for you guys, traveling the hills and the highways of Kentucky, looking for stories. We found and, one. Uh, we, f- <laughs> we found about four. We're only we going to tell you one now. Well, we got more for you later, but we're going to tell you one today. And that was a great meeting with uh, Kathy Rowe, the cheesemaker, who is a fascinating person who chose to come be a Kentuckian. She did. And we are always fascinated about people who choose to be a Kentuckian, and then I'm, I'm always interested in hearing the stories of, of people. I love to hear about Kentuckians from people who aren't Kentuckians. I want you to kind of give me, give me those stories. Right. So I'm really interested to hear from Kathy. We'll get to that in a little while. But first, I hear that uh, your household is about to have a new addition. Yeah, we're going to get us a puppy. Oh, so let's actually, you know, we're may, let's reset this for the, for the gang. You know the Anderson, the Victor's household. There is is it's Victor and then Victor's wife Catherine, and they've got two kids, a little boy and a little girl, and now we're gonna add a little dog. We are. Tell me about this dog. His name is gonna be Oliver, and he is a mini Schnauzer. Does he come with a with a bow and arrow? He does not. But I thought about calling him Arrow though a few times as a nickname. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least at least call him Ollie probably. It's- like, you have failed this kibble. <laughs> you have failed this potty training. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know you guys have been looking for this for a minute. Your your younger daughter has been has been asking for this puppy for a minute. Oh yeah. Pretty much since she's about since she's been able to talk. So <laughs> like her third word was puppy. Pretty much. Or she says doggy. Doggy. Yeah, doggy. Yeah. Well like, anyway, yeah, that'll be fun. It's uh it's going to be uh, fun. That's all I got to say about the puppy. You know, I'm not really that excited about it. So I, I think your yeah, I think your favorite thing about it is that it's coming with its own like little mustache. It's going to have a beard. That's beard. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's got a. It's the the schnauzer, right? Right. So the yeah, ones yeah, with the little one, beard and yeah. mustache. That's yeah. when he shows me pictures of this. This is all that we are concerned with. Is, did look you know, at the little beard. Did you know that there's a giant version of those dogs? There's there's like a <laughs> a giant schnauzer, a regular schnauzer, and then a mini schnauzer. But supposedly the giant schnauzer is like huge, like Great Dane with not a, with that a, big, but like a 
Big dog, though. Big, that's kind of fascinating. It'd be kind of cool to have the, the giant schnauzer. I might give me one of those to live outside at some point when I have room for one. Well, now you, if you get the other one, then you need like all three because <laughs> you need a, to be able to like raise I, the bar on if your schnauzer. I get schnauzers. a giant schnauzer, I'll have to call him old man. <laughs> call or, him or call him OG. You know, OG. O, o, yeah, OG, old guy. Right. <laughs> Isn't that the lingo these days? Sure. Yeah. Yes, there is a picture of a giant schnauzer. They are, in fact, impressive. That is a big dog. <laughs> Not that anybody else can see it besides the three lads sitting here. Well, if you, yes, our producer Malachi is here with us. He doesn't say anything, though. No. he. We actually had his vocal cords removed for the production. It just it just helps. It oh, keeps okay. him quiet. Yeah. We'll give them back to him, folks. It, they're modular. All right, so... Uh, so let's turn to the news, what's been going on in the wider world. And I guess the news here in Kentucky and the country and really in the whole world has to start with some notorious news. Well, I don't know if it's notorious. Well, it's sad. I mean, uh, well, it's, anytime somebody passes, is it isn't notorious. Well, but it's, she is known as the notorious RBG, oh, okay. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yep. Born just a couple months after my mother, actually. Oh, really? Uh, because, you know, nowadays with my mother having passed, everything kind of, I, I find everything in relation to her. Must have been a, a time for strong women. Must have been, must have been. You know, she's known for arguing key cases in women's rights even yeah. before she took the bench. So and she was a thanks first. To, thanks to social media, I've uh, kind of been wising up a little bit about stuff that she's brought to women. I didn't realize she was that influential on it because in our little world, we always thought this it was this way, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. So, uh, yeah, that's too bad. You know, rest in peace, Ruth. And, uh, and of course, we'll move on and now thanks. to the drama that all that's going to cause. Yeah, and it has now initiated a uh, a fecal front. Uh, as as a, a crazy amount of drama begins to churn up regarding this. I mean, within two hours of the announcement, uh, Mitch McConnell had a, had a statement on Facebook, you know, oh, well, we our condolences, right. and here is my little step-by-step argument for why I think it's okay that we go ahead and have Donald Trump in the next 40 days. Right. Submit us something and we get a vote. I'll say it here. I've, I've been saying this already. New justice by Halloween, folks, it's coming. By Halloween, yeah. there'll be a new justice in place. Not that any of us really like that, but that's what that seems to be the, the thing that's happening. Oh, yeah. And uh, you had mentioned that protests are going on at the, you know, at the this senator, weekend. At the senator's house. Yeah, yep. over the weekend, the protests happened right here in Kentucky related to this. I'd say that is not the last protest that will happen here in Kentucky related to Ruth Bader Ginsburg's replacement. No. And certainly not the last protest that's going to happen. I hear the, uh, I've also read this morning that, or in probably, well, over the weekend, that uh, the federal building in Louisville has been closed in in the lead up to the Breonna Taylor findings release. Oh, okay. When like they that, that, when the, they releasing that? That looks like that's that's that may be by the time this actually is released on Tuesday morning, it, they may have already been released. Oh, okay. So we're you know it's going to be a big going to be a big couple weeks here in Kentucky. Looks like, um, you know, in in less less dramatic and important things, football season's about to start. It is. It starts a week. A uh, high school yesterday. football started last weekend, you know, yep. so they're already kind of into it. Right. 
We had the big potful Belfry game. I have no idea who won it, so I shouldn't have said it. Well, I don't know. Well, frankly, we we here at Homefront, our official position is we hope they both lost. Yep. Or uh, yeah, we come from we come from a high school that that right. hate, yeah they yeah, were rivals rival. with both of them, and uh, yeah, so we kind of hope they both lost, yep. even though we've lost our high school. Well, yeah, but uh, you know. I have to point out that there are several state championships between the two schools. And yes, they are definitely good schools. It wasn't and... a, a big rivalry, but I still don't know who won. <laughs> so, well, if oh only well. you had some sort of box I, I that know, could let you look things up. and So you go ahead and... Uh, yeah, so I'll vamp, which is, for those of you at home who don't know, that's when you talk about random things while somebody's pulling things up and looking it over. It's called so, what? vamping. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, that's I don't the think word. I that. Well, now you know. And knowing, as they say, is, it's you know, half, half the battle. G.I. Joe. Duh. So, yes, we uh, we mentioned earlier that we went and spent some time out in the hills and the highways yesterday. It seems that the Panthers won 20 to 14. I bet that was a good game. The Panthers, by the way, are Pikeville. Yeah, so. that is Pikeville. And, uh, the, big, the home of the big moron in white. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, we already stated how we feel about the schools, right? Yes, so. that is one of the things we used to say back in 1989. Yeah. About them. So, anyway. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, so they had a big game. High school football's back. UK plays this weekend. Yeah. If you're listening to this the week we release it. Yep. They'll be uh, playing on the uh, 26th. Now that I noticed on our last recording when I looked at the sign there, my voice kind of carried away. Yeah, so, so like, that time uh, you were... Uh, oh, I'm back. <laughs> I'm riding but, on a roller coaster. But yes, they play coaster. on the 26th, which is uh, six days or five days from now. So five days from now, we're going to Auburn. Dun, dun, dun. In Auburn, only on pay per view. No wait, that's that's wrestling. No, it's actually going to be the noon game, so it's going to be eleven o'clock in the morning down there. Wow, we're kind of hoping that plays to our favor a little bit. Because, yeah. you know, we'll be down on the road and they'll be, you know, up and ready and Auburn will be dragging themselves out of their own bed. and One would that, hope. How that goes. So I, I like that storyline. I hope it proves to be Hopefully they true. had a big party the night before, you know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're going to walk over some nails. We, we, we just want opposition <laughs> in one way or the other. Uh, so that'll be exciting. And it's it's almost co- it's cocoa weather. It's a good time of the year. I'm feeling good, and I hope I, we hope all of you are. You know what? It makes me feel good is some music. All right. So our, up first, we're going to have a repeat player because we've got some good feedback on her. So we're going to have Jocelyn and the Sweet Compression. Oh, love me some Jocelyn and some Sweet Compression. The name of this song, I love it, is called What Did You Think Was Going to Happen? It's a great song. We'll be right back. Trying to tell me what I already know. Half of me says, Don't give 
Danger 
Taking late night calls from the county jail And laying low, that just ain't my style I sure put my mama through a lot of hell Please don't judge me from my past I'm a long way away from where I was at That ain't me anymore I'm not the way I was before Yeah, I've changed my ways for the last time first song again was Jocelyn in a sweet comparison with what did you think was going to happen 
The second song was followed by Selena. Say that name again for me, Brian. Selena Felicia? Selena Felicia? Selena Felicia. I think that's what we're going to go yes. with. With The name of that song was Nothing. And that was followed by Tyler Halsey with Country Boy Like Me. Mm, great set. Yeah. You're finding some great music, and we're we're really kind of enjoying. I think that's one of the best I, parts of what we're doing. I here have to is, say, I am enjoying it, and I would like to thank you to, to all the artists that have been generous enough to send us some songs. Most of these are MP3s that they're sending me, and they're just like, "Yeah, I'll play it," you know, and they they get excited about it. So I really I want to thank them. I appreciate it. And that that excitement is definitely contagious. I it I is. definitely feel it, and we are we are so thankful for the response we've gotten from musicians and from listeners, and in fact. On our Facebook page, which you can find at uh, facebook.com slash bluegrass home front, I'm going to slow down so I don't misspeak, we put out a post recently looking for musicians and, and for other people who might have interesting stories to tell who are here in Kentucky. Right. And we had a lady named Kathy who mm-hmm. just posted in the thing and posted a picture of what looked like a birthday cake. And it says, cheese artisan? Yeah. And it was a big round, like I say, it looked like the classic round birthday cake and it was even like colorfully done on the top right but it was cheese it was cheese and i was like well sure so on a saturday a couple you know recent saturday me and you and our producer malachi who doesn't have his vocal cords as we mentioned we all piled up in your uh your nissan and off we went down to jackson county right i'd never been to jackson county in kentucky so that was a new adventure for me and uh it's the home of the world's fastest internet, apparently. Well, certainly Kentucky's fastest it internet. It is, yeah. Although, oddly, for those of us especially who are from the eastern portions of the state, you may think that's where the National Weather Service radar is. It is No, not. no. That is the city of Jackson, right. which is not in Jackson County. And we went to Jackson County, and their, their little city is called McKee. Went through there. Yep. Nice little town. Goes on, rambles along. along uh, it sure does. It surprised me. I was like, wow. Along, is it 441? No, it's 421. 421. Yeah, rambles along along there. Nice little drive. Yeah. Weirdly, being a mountain boy, when I was younger, I used to get a little woozy if we took nice long car drives. Like going over to Belfry, over the old double mountain, you used to have to drive to get there. Sure. I had to take some just Dramamine and basically sleep through the trip. So, but and I hadn't gotten I hadn't gotten car sick since I learned to drive really. But riding with you on that ride out there yesterday. I got a little woozy. Yeah, well. So there it was. But uh, So we got there, and it was a lovely time, and uh, we did meet Kathy, and uh, she had a lot of stories to tell. And with this, we're going to focus on her, her why she kind of came to Kentucky. Yeah. And how, what, and we're, I want to hear, we think you're going to be really interested in listening to stories of Kentucky told oh. from this newcomer to Kentucky. I really like doing about the range she tells. And the black bull, don't for, or the black cow. Oh, yeah, the black cow. Yeah, that was pretty good, too. All right, so you can listen for those and some other things. And uh, afterwards, you can hear some more great music. But uh, And we'll, then we'll be back right here on Bluegrass Homefront. So you said you grew up in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So, and then you, you also told me when we were talking beforehand that you were retired Air Force, right? Yeah, I did. Were you, were you, uh, was your parents military as well? My dad was Navy long before I was even born, so... Um... I wasn't exactly a true military brat. I kind of stayed in one place all my life until I got married and then um, ended up joining the Air Force when I lived in Memphis, Tennessee. And after that, it kind of, let me see, I spent six years in the United Kingdom, 10 years in New Jersey. 
which wasn't as bad as they say it was. Um, and then retired. And current husband, we were wondering where we were going to retire to. And he was from the desert area. And I'd been stationed out there. And I wasn't completely thrilled with it. But we thought about it. And uh, then a friend of mine from the United Kingdom was coming over on vacation. She was coming out to the Kentucky Horse Park for an event. I said, well, let's go and see her and have some fun and do whatever. And while we were out there, my husband's like, hey, well, what do you think about retiring to Kentucky? And So uh, where were you living then? Uh, we were, I was stationed in New Jersey. Ah, so you were still in the garden. Yeah, I was still in Still in the Garden State, or sometimes we called it the Garbage State, you know. Well, the Garden State, I, I, I know that there is a lot of natural beauty in Jersey. South Jersey but, is gorgeous. But being from here, the idea that they would call the the Jersey the Garden State is always amusing. Yeah. Now, South Jersey actually is very beautiful. There's wineries down it. there. Um, they have the Pine Barrens. Um, it's pretty. It's actually a lot like some of the flatter parts of Kentucky, but it's very green and very rural and farmy and everything like that. Okay, I think so you guys picked Kentucky just kind of out of a hat? I mean, well, we you have, got, you got came family. to the horse park and decided Yeah, I came to the horse like park because, you know, we're like looking at all this great grass and everything and the, we're like, well, we can't, you know, grow grass like this in Arizona. No. So, or at all. No. Or at all, no. I mean, the places we were looking, you'd have to have like a 600-foot well. <laughs> so my husband's like, well, what do you think of Kentucky? And I went, hmm, Okay. I mean, the one few memories I had of Kentucky were as about four or five years old. We came here on vacation, and my grandma got stuck in Fat Man's Misery in uh, Mammoth Cave, and we laughed ourselves until we laughed ourselves. That's what they called it back that's, then. That's what they still call that's it. That's what they no, still I call it. When you say Fat Man's Misery, I, being a fat man, I know what that is. The harder she laughed, the more she got stuck. The more she got stuck, the harder we laughed until she finally wiggled herself through. I mean, we were in, we were crying. We were laughing so hard. And that's that. And I had never seen so much rain in my life. We went back to the hotel that night. We're staying in Motel 6. We're way up on, I guess, one of the top floors. And we had one of those great Kentucky rainstorms. Mm -hmm. Thunder, lightning, and I'm sitting there looking, peering out the window going, wow, the whole parking lot is a lake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I remember of Kentucky. <laughs> and then it was gone by morning, weirdly. Yeah, it does that here all the time. All right. Slightly clean up my disaster I made. There is just no clean way of doing this. It is messy. So, um... So when did you move to uh, move here to Jackson County? We bought the farmhouse parcel back in 2005, and I was still active duty, and we didn't. I didn't retire till 2000, July of 11. So ah, I haven't been here. We haven't been here too super long, but we really, really love it. Everybody's so nice and a little different than San Diego. Actually, San Diego. Well, when I lived there. It was really nice. Everyone was super sweet. Every you know there was, there wasn't really a lot of crime in the neighborhood I grew up in. And you, you know you could go out and play till dark as a kid. Nobody cared, and it was great. But now I don't think I'd want to go back there. <laughs> it's a whole different world, and it's you know so I'm, I'm we're very happy here, and uh, all right. You you picked a place off the off the grid to get out here you had you have to want to get here pretty much yeah it's not uh not an easy stroll down the road to get here <laughs> so who comes to to stay and to stay with you is it outsiders looking for a little bit of mountain culture what, what? yeah i've got people right now that are from illinois they've stayed with me before um i've had people that um 
Let me see. Some that were from the Netherlands, but they were staying in West. They were living in Wisconsin for about a year, doing work there. The, another group, or from Israel, but they were living in New York. So um, it's really fun because being a farmer, you don't get to travel anywhere. So having people coming in from the outside world, you get to kind of travel through them. And the Israeli people were a fun batch. Oh really? Oh yeah. He 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 bakes. He makes sourdough bread. So. Uh, he was hook I was giving him cheese way and he was hooking us up with sourdough bread and all oh, kinds wow. of stuff. So I was like, yeah. Well, it worked on a really nice sandwich, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we had a good time when they were here. The kids had a ball. They were out, you know, they had a little three-year-old boy who his favorite thing was he had to help doing everything. So if I was cleaning a chicken water, he had to carry a part of the chicken water to, you know, go do his thing. Like, okay, that's cool. So definitely have to have patience with them. <laughs> So uh, what kind of work did you do in the military, if you don't mind my asking? I actually had probably one of the most boring military careers. I was an x-ray technician. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. I never deployed. I never... <laughs> you just looked at other people who broke bones. Uh, yeah, I pretty much did. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So saw a lot of broken body parts and weird things and people have eaten and things. And it's just, it was kind of a pretty boring career. Where, but, where were you stationed at? Uh... Let me see. I was at Luke Air Force Base in Arizona for a while. Then I went to RAF Lake and Heath in the United Kingdom for six years. Um, did some of my tech school at Andrews Air Force Base in Washington, D.C. And spent the last of my career at uh, McGuire Air Force Base in New Jersey. Okay. And this would have been, so if you say you graduate, if you retired in 2011, that would have meant you were, th you were in the military for the heart of like the war on terror stuff, right? Yeah. So, interesting. But, ne but never got any closer than England, huh? Nope. Um, while I was there, there was and when they did the they had the um, terror bombings of uh, the embassies of Kenya and Tanzania. Yeah. I was very very close to being deployed, except my name wasn't on the recall. Well, my name was still on the recall list, but I wasn't supposed to be. So I was about ready to get called up for doing something I wasn't even on the list to do. <laughs> Oh, I kept telling a them, new job they're, for they're, you. they're like, well, your name's on the list. I'm like, yeah, they didn't give you the new list. No, guess what? Pack your bags. You're going. So here we are sitting in the base theater, getting ready to process through to deploy to, you know, Africa. And then they came down and said, oh, never mind. Everybody go home. I was like, well, that was a waste oh, of time. Oh, it wasn't even just you? It was everybody? Yeah, there was about 350 of us that were supposed to go. Wow. And um, yeah, that was a wasted Saturday. <laughs> But, you know, you could have gotten deployed to Africa. That is true. That where is you true. weren't supposed to be, so. Yeah. That could have been, that would have been even worse. All yeah. Right, fine. So, um. So, I'm interested in, you know, like I say, Victor and I are both, we're both natives. We're from the, not only from Kentucky, but we're from the mountains. And mm -hmm. it's been a lot, it's been our, our whole childhoods in that part of the world. So, I'm interested in hearing from an outsider kind of what 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 your impression of coming into the mountains has has been like everyone here is so super nice i mean last year we were having problems our baler our hay baler broke and with a, when a few phone calls a few facebook messages here comes a neighbor we've never even met down the road with his baler to come yeah. help us yeah. and you know it's just it's just so cool everybody you know they're like oh you're a farmer okay we'll be over here and we'll help you yeah and no matter what or you know we'll you know a friend of mine used to come hay our fields when we weren't living here. Mm -hmm. And he shows up one day because he, he, he just shows up. He's like, your lawn needs to get mowed. I'm like, look, I've been so busy. Three days later, he shows up with his lawnmower and he lives nine miles away. He comes over and mows my lawn. It's a very, yeah. I was like, Walter, what are you doing? He goes, I'm mowing your lawn. 
<laughs> Bless you, man. So he went home with a big handful of uh, onions I'd got at the farmer's market and some fresh eggs. Because <laughs> you couldn't pay him. Don't try to give him money. No, no, oh, no. Oh, no, no, they no, don't no. want your money. Yeah, they don't want your money. So, uh, yeah, that's that's we've, we've learned that. Um, Maybe return the favor sometime. Return the favor or, it. yeah, well, when his, uh, his rake broke, when he was doing hay, I offered to say, hey, you know, you can come grab ours if you need it. And uh, our neighbor down the way, his rake broke, so he came over and borrowed my rake. <laughs> I'm about fixing to go borrow his rake if his is put together, because my rake broke. It's like a just a rake co-op. Just who has Pretty a rake at this moment? Yeah, so it's it's so cool to have you know community. And there was you know my husband's a, a pancreatic cancer survivor, ah. and. Um, it was back in 2015 when he'd had his surgery. It was in the winter. It was, you know, they did it all. I did, they did it Halloween. Talk about a day for surgery. And it snowed that day. Yeah. It did actually snow that yep. day. I think I, that was here. Uh-huh. So we'd gone, and this was a few months later. He's, you know, still recuperating in bed, and the phone rings. It's like 11 o'clock at night. He answers it. Hello? He goes, uh, your cow is out. Yeah. We look at each other. We, we don't have a cow. We don't have any cows. The guy's like, "There's a big black cow standing in your front yard." Okay. I get up. Sure enough, we, it had gone across the street and was standing on a, the bank of our pond. And I'm like, "Well, okay. How many neighbors around here have black cows? Oh, at least three. Oh. So, who do I figure out which which person's cow got out? So I went up there and started to chase the cow because he couldn't help me. And the cow started to run south. I said, okay, that means it's either Robbie Isaacs or the other guys across the street from Robbie. It's one of theirs cows. <laughs> so I came back at the house, told my husband, hey, get on the phone and see if you can get a hold of Robbie. And yeah, come to find out his son had left the gate open and the cow was out. There you go. So here comes my neighbor at, you know, now about 1130 at night in his little runabout thingy. And we're now chasing <laughs> the cow through my our hay fields. Stupid cow runs up on the road and he's like, well, I don't really feel like spooking it more. So we get out of this little, this little car thingy majigger now we're in flashlights in the middle of winter i'm in my pj still in a long coat with flashlights and we're walking this cow down the road to his house <laughs> yep that's neighbors for you and that that definitely sounds like an eastern kentucky story that's some country short. living right there i don't let him live it down either i every time i remember i'm the one who helped chase your cow down the road in the middle of the night yes i remember <laughs> so yeah I, I like it out here it's everybody's just so super nice you can't I don't think I found any nicer place in the country to be. We tend to think so, but you know, we're from here. We never know how people feel like, cause, you know, e- even if I'm not, we're not from Jackson County, but if we found ourselves in a place with a bunch of people we didn't know, you know, I can turn on the accent and they're gonna know I'm from somewhere around here. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, and that doesn't really work when you're from California. No, you but I say y'all. No. You know, I've lived in Tennessee for a while, and but you kind of pick it up here and there, but. Yeah, the first while we were here, everyone's like, you ain't from around here, are you? Nope. 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 <laughs> nope, I'll be the first to say we're transplants, but we love it. I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't, Kentucky's not really, you know, we're not really opposed to transplants. We're just always sort of shocked when you show up. It's like, <laughs> somebody wants to live here? Well, <laughs> Oh, whatever. I, 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 a lot of people want to I live want, here. I want to live here, but, it, you know, the, the, the stereotype when you grow up in the mountains is you can't wait to kind of get out. And get away. So when people are like, I want to get back, it's it's odd.
right, welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor again with Tiny Brian. Hey. All right, our songs that time was Clifton Ross with The Blood Still Warm, followed by Melanie Antoinette with Sophie, and lastly was Countywide Tennessee Woman. I've All come, right. I've come a... to find that I like that little countywide band. They're pretty cool. They're a pretty cool bunch of good old boys. They sing us some country songs. I like those guys. And that's a great blues song too. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Oh, the blood's still warm. Oh is, yeah. yeah, Clifton. I, I appreciate Clifton as as I do countywide and uh, and all our artists. All really. our artists, absolutely. But uh, uh, I actually went and bought some of uh, Clifton's music because I, I I liked it. So you know, went. And, Made a purchase and and enjoyed my album on that one. Yeah, I find my Spotify playlists are are evolving based on the last you know six weeks or so of us kind of diving into Kentucky music. I have added a bunch of artists to a bunch of my playlists. Oh, okay, so, good. I hope I hope more people are doing that. You know, at some point we might want to consider putting together a playlist for our listeners. We should maybe do that. on Spotify of some of the songs we're finding, and that way you would have any, you know you the listener would have an easy way to find those. If you guys want to give us some feedback on that, that'd be appreciated. Yeah, you can Just reach us, us at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com or you yeah. can reach us on Twitter at bghf podcast. You let us know what songs you like, what artists or whatever, and we'll see if we can uh, find some more. Absolutely. And tell your friends. Almost everybody has somebody who plays some music on Friday nights at a bar somewhere. That's something I've found out is there seems to be a, a pretty extensive network of uh, artists here in Kentucky, and it don't really matter what kind of music they play. They all seem to know each other, and uh, it's been kind of... I can't say easy, but it's been some work, you know, to get it. But there's but it's they, worth it. They seem connected, so it's just like a... Uh, the guy kind of made buddies with in Watchburg. Uh, John Haywood has has appeared on Tyler Childers' new album, so that's been pretty cool. Yeah, there's something we should talk about for a minute. Is Tyler Childers released a new album he this did. week? He did. It was called uh, Bloody Bloody Legacy. No, it's something See, about we, like it's been a we long should have time. talked about that before we brought him up. We did well. We talked about it in the week, but yeah, we don't long, have it in the notes. It's Tyler Childers with the uh, mostly musical album with Long Violent History. Long Violent History. Yeah, the one song. The one song had words to it. And uh, he kind of makes the point and draws the parallels to uh, us good old boys in Eastern Kentucky. We should be uh, kind of standing up for this whole Black Lives Matter movement, movement because, you know, hey, we've been standing up against a man forever. That's what That's we're right. all about. You get the coal mines and the strikes and all kinds and of stuff. And the moonshine stills. The moonshine, I mean, And hell. the cannabis patches. <laughs> you know, that we've been standing up to the man forever. What are we doing? Yeah, we should be standing up to the man. I mean, that's what we do. So. We should stand up for justice and being, you know, these were people, you know, we've been trying to, we've been fighting to feed our families for generations. Absolutely. We're down with some fascism. Y'all can take that stuff on down the road somewhere. We don't need the military and the police walking around our streets holding us at gunpoint. And I'll tell you that y'all, y'all don't think that's coming. You you better look again because, uh, you know, my wife's from a country where that happened. You know, she spent, when she was five, six years old and looking out her door and seeing armed men walking her streets. That's not a life we want to live, people. So down with that shit. Yeah, and you know, cops yeah. looking like military. Yeah, we don't wearing need, the yeah. We don't arrive, need, arriving in tanks. We don't need to live in the world where we're scared. No. That's that's not where we want to be, and then we shouldn't be scared of our police. That's not a good idea. Not not fun. And there's just too many opportunities. And uh, recently, we were talking about the opportunities provided by Moorhead State University Space Science Center, where they literally build satellites 
Right. And we talked to Dr. Benjamin Malfers, who is the director of the Space Science Center. That was back in episode two. It was. We certainly hope you enjoyed that interview. We we found that to be a pretty great day and we, again, of walking around and talking to folks. Again, thank the doc for that. For, mm-hmm. for, Absolutely. Thanks for the day. And But we actually got a lot more tape than just the time, the t- what you heard of us talking to Dr. Malfers. We spent a couple hours. I mean, we spent a good long time just we walking sure around, yeah. seeing things. And, and the Space Science Center has a lot to offer. In fact, if you look closely on the album art for this very podcast... You can see the Space Science Center in the background. Right. There it of, is. Yeah, it's right there for you. It has uh, has stars in the windows, so Go you figure. can look for it. Does it have the moon? No, the moon's overhead. Oh, okay, the moon's overhead. The, the right. art does, in fact, have the moon. But well, it I mean, not we're crashing the into center. the moon, so it gets me excited. You yeah, know? The, the, yeah, again, the Ice Cube, the whole plan for the Ice Cube uh, satellite that they're building right now is to orbit the moon and figure out where the water is, specifically to help aid when we actually build a colony there. This isn't just for, you know, giggles. They're doing this for a reason. Oh, yeah, they're trying to find a water source for Mm -hmm. when they, you know, put people up there. Yeah, to drink and for fuel. There's all kinds of things you need water for. We'll finally have Lunar Station. Yeah, one would hope. Yeah. So that's, and then the end of that project is they're going to crash into the dark, crash the satellite into the dark side of the moon. Right, and and build Malfur's Crater. Yes, so that was a fun interview. But we're going to go ahead and give you the other half of what we talked about now, which is we're going to give you a kind of a walking tour of the Space Science Center. We're going to let you hear some of the sounds. You'll hear from some of the people who that, we met there. Right, people that work there and their mm-hmm. colleagues with Dr. Malfers. Absolutely, and they're all kind of interesting interesting people. Uh, two or three different kind of sci-fi movie sets it felt like we were in, but these were real working places. Right. Uh, we went in a real live kind of mission control room. We did. So yeah. it was it was a great day, and we we're gonna go back. Uh, we'll, we'll share some more pictures with that if you guys yeah. want to see it. So. I, I wanna I actually want to go back and put our I want to put our recorders in the room when they're actually running that mission control room. Because I, what makes the space science center so interesting is it has that giant antenna on the top of the hill, right? And it lets the, like, from that control room, they can basically operate part of the deep space network, which is what lets NASA talk to all the all the exploring rovers on Mars, the International Space Station. Right. Anything in orbit goes through what's called the deep space network. And Moorhead State University is what they call DSS-17. It is the 17th uh channel on this network right. and it's the first one that isn't directly owned by nasa yeah yeah so we have some pretty great things going on and we're gonna we're gonna take you there now and give you a chance to see what all is going on at moorhead state university space science center right here on bluegrass Homefront. enjoy okay now i definitely feel like i'm in a science fiction yeah. story yeah. <laughs> Uh, we basically take the CAD model and print it in 3D so you can get an idea of, of the size. But this is the, the flagship. It's, um, we've got to deliver it in um, first quarter next year. And then it gets a ride on the space launch system to go to the moon. So, when are they scheduled to launch that now? Right now the official schedule is April of 21, but we're hoping it'll slip to about November. <laughs> Because we need to finish the spacecraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they pretty much won't let you go check. Won't let you go check on it afterwards. No, they won't. Uh, we have to deliver it usually about six months early. Um, 
Step around here so you can see the big dish. You guys have probably seen it before from a distance. But it looks tiny, but it's nine stories worth of dish. And, uh, I guess we got oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Six and a half million dollars altogether invested in it now. But it generates about a million dollars a year in revenue. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There it is. Yep. It's, uh, it's big. It's nine stories, 21 meters, 69 feet across. Wow. Uh, full motion. Um, about nine stories worth of, of steel. Its dynamic weight is 284,000 pounds, so it's, it's a monster. Well, it's amazing, like, this, this whole center we've, you've brought us to here. Yeah. Is this actually controlled? Uh, is that what this is? It's connected by dedicated fiber, optical fiber, uh, that runs under the campus from here to there. And you sit at these consoles and, and control it. So when the spacecraft flies overhead, you command it to track and point and uh, uplink commands and downlink data and telemetry. And then we do this thing called ranging where you send a radio signal to the spacecraft and it transponds it to a little bit different frequency and sends it back. And then you measure the time delay. Right. And so you can measure the distance and then you measure the Doppler effect. So you get Doppler and, and range from it. So it's pretty unique. There are um, no others on college campus. Uh, Caltech has one a little bit smaller. Uh, Harvard Center for Astrophysics has one. And um, we're probably the biggest of those. If you look at Harvard's um, uh, partner, actually it's the MIT Haystack Observatory. So you can bring students in here and run a, a numerical model and change, you know, the uh, different aspects of the orbit of the spacecraft and you can see what... Model know, it in real time. Model it in real time and then they can see, you know, what the variables in the equations actually do to the, the orbit. You can you know, speed up time, you can look at it from different perspectives. It's really a, a cool, uh, cool facility. Yeah, you've definitely it. gotten an upgrade. I, I think yeah. you, were, yeah. you were telling me that, uh, I, I seem to remember you had like an old girlfriend who had an inflatable one of these that we did, you had yeah. lost access to just before we took your that's, class. That's exactly right. It was an old, uh, it looked like a, the Jiffy Pop popcorn mm -hmm. uh, yeah. popper. And uh, most planet here, you have like the, the electro-optical ball in the center, right? And they can just show the stars. And they're, they're beautiful and they're very functional. But this guy has five high-definition projectors around the periphery, and it stitches together an image in full 360. Banker rendering computers in the basement. So you can pretty much show whatever you want up here. You can show, yeah, as long as it's sliced and, and uh, yeah, built produced in, yeah. in 360. So it's kind of like an IMAX, but IMAX is 180 field of view, and this right. is full 360. That's pretty great. Yeah. Um, when you get this thing up and running again, I'm definitely yeah. coming down here for, well, for a show. So our planetarium director um, moved on, uh, and they haven't let me replace that position yet. So, uh, Well, if you um, need someone grossly unqualified, I'd, I'd be happy well, to send it to resume. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to find the, the funding uh, for that position again. They've kind of you know, frozen that position. I guess when you, I guess that was, I guess you would have to pay for it, like the public pays to come here? So, uh, very minimal. Um, I think the shows are like $3 a piece, oh, and wow. then the laser shows are, are maybe 5 bucks a piece. Yeah, so this is kind of cool, then. This is an electromagnetic anechoic chamber. Anechoic? Anechoic. I was looking uh, at the word means, on the door, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know that word. It means uh, no echo is basically what it means. <sighs> But in a radiation sense, not a so sound sense. No echo in here. Yeah, well, in the well, chamber itself. So this is the control center. 
Well, let me show you actually seeing this. Oh wow! Yeah. So you can step on the. Oh my goodness! Here and so it's not for sound. It's, like this is at Disney World. it's similar to a soundproof chamber. It really is. Electromagnetic radiation. Interesting. And so you hang the spacecraft here, and you blast the radiation from that end. Check it for electromagnetic susceptibility. Oh, and I guess this way you're absolutely sure what you're hitting it with is, is what you're hitting it well, with. Well, that's right. So it mimics the, it, the space environment, but not in a or vacuum sense, but in an electromagnetic sense. So it lets you kind of pull apart and check elements. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So it's a pretty unique facility. Uh, this is neat. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is definitely where you want the selfie. Oh yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> we got a couple of cool labs for selfies. They told us about um, places like this at UK. At UK? I never actually thought I'd get to see this. Yeah, he, yeah. his mom signs him up for the, they do like a, what is that called? Stem camp. Stem, oh, stem camp. Oh, cool. He goes to that every summer. Yeah, excellent. Or they walk on yeah. wooden planks in humongous rooms, yeah. like this one. Well, we're, we're really fortunate. Um, UK has some great laboratories. Um, but they are really good at embedded systems and uh, the aero side, like uh, wind foil, airfoils, and that kind of thing. And uh, our area is specifically space and, and small satellite technologies. So we're actually better equipped than they are in those. For in this that, sort of work. For this work, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, can no, I get your name, I'm please? Jeff Kruth. Jeff, can I spell, can you spell your last name? K-R-U-T-H. K-R-U-T-H. This is my Veronica. daughter, Veronica. Hi, she's, Veronica. She's, she's not a, spoken yet, so she's, <laughs> a, she's a space science major, or space systems engineering major. I just graduated high school. Ah. She's about a year and a half into college, too, so she, she did the dual course thing. Student staff in space systems engineering in about two weeks. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. So what do you want to, what do you want to do with it, the, with your degree? With my degree? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I did in my career. I spent 30 years in the defense industry. I still do some of that work. And I had a little company near Baltimore, Maryland. And like a good carpenter that comes to fix your deck and brings his tools, this is all my stuff. Jeff asked if he could bring a few things whenever he was. Oh, well. <laughs> it's good I brought, to him a little space, you know. I brought 15 tractor trailer loads of equipment and supplies with me and rigged the place out. And, and not only this lab, but every other lab in the yeah, I was I was telling Doc that for years I have I have bragged that that original Sun MicroStation that they had in the nineties I had a I had a login access to that so I, I got I could get email at the Sun pictures system. Of that. I actually have pictures of every place he's been on campus except the first one in the broom closet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you you did have the science you have pictures of the science shed, huh? Oh yeah. Oh my God. I have in fact I have a whole little. Uh, Kind of uh, PowerPoint that I give to people you because time, you have time to show that. Yeah, you want to see this? Yeah. I'm like always it. up for yeah. a, power a PowerPoint these slide. Remember these places. Yeah, I was gonna say we may yeah, have details for you. Just so many meters. So, oh, it's cool stuff. One of the things was people would walk in here and say, "Oh, look at this nice building they gave you," and I said they didn't give Doc anything. <laughs> he earned all this. So. 
He sure uh, did. I'm a ham radio operator, and uh, we've had some conferences here for ham radio some along really the way. Cool ones. And moon, so, moon stuff, stuff. Oh, all kinds oh, of things. Well, now yeah. I kind of want to come to that. Yeah. So, well, we don't have them all the time, but we've had a few, and because they travel around the country, so mm -hmm. they've landed here a few times. So I put this together for one of the conferences to explain what's going on here. And so this is it, and it, it was, uh, nobody gave us anything, we worked for it. Here's Doc back in the day. You yeah, probably, I think I remember uh, that exact yeah. picture. I remember really. that guy. Yeah, I remember that dude. And then very humble beginnings, and there it is. There it is. That's and the I tell people, I was afraid was going to swallow. Yeah. You, that's right. You walk up that step, and you can fall through the floor there. I, I believe I was not allowed to walk up that step. I had to walk around and come in the other way. We, uh, we reinforced it with uh, crating material. The side of a crate, the, yep. Radar dish. And then here's all the gear he had at the time. Yep. Yep. And there was the There antenna. it is. Makes me feel... And that, that's what Mike Combs did for him. He put that on there so that it could move in elevation, which was a pretty slick adaptation. And I built all the electronics that went with this guy. That's my box sitting there and a bunch of junk down inside and the building. Worked. It did. It worked. There's Doc and I down at Green Bank, West Virginia. That was probably, I that that was probably late night. Isaiah, this is Ryan. Nice to meet Ryan's one of our engineers. Nice to meet you. Hi. Still yeah. trying to get used to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Space Tango, so their their focus is on flying experiments on the International Space Station to take advantage of microgravity and the radiation environment. So, so they're not really doing work. actually satellite work. They're not doing satellite work. They're doing uh, space systems for International Space Station. But they've done really, really, really well. And. Uh, my buddy Twyman uh, Clemens, who um, was a grad student in the UK when we started hanging out and working together, is now their CEO, and he's. Uh, are they for a, profit, or are they or are they just a research? They're for profit. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing well. They've got about forty people, I think, uh, working in the company now. Wow, so, fascinating. Yeah, Twyman's a good guy. Um, he's my wife Jen's cooking buddy. He couldn't decide whether he wanted to go to chef school or aerospace engineering. Well, that was very similar to you, as I recall, because you couldn't yeah. decide if you wanted to be a physicist or a beach bum. Yeah, that's a exactly bum. right. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out physicists paid a little better. Well, yes. <laughs> not much, but a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. So this is not the clean room. No. There's definitely a lot of wires here, yeah, and uh, yeah. I feel like I have landed in the middle of a 70s sci-fi series. It's, it's just that uh, aesthetic. There's older equipment, and there's state-of-the-art equipment, and uh, we do a lot of fabrication. The older uh, equipment, here. I almost expect Captain America to bust in a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's uh, gosh, we have O-scopes and spec ends that are power supplies that are 50 years old. That oh, still yeah. work great. Right. Ryan, want to give us a little overview here, sir? So, I'm one of the ground station engineers. Um, the man who pretty much runs this lab just isn't here at the moment. He, uh, this is where a lot of the RF and the electrical engineering happens. The man who's in charge of this pretty much wrote the book on it. Um, but generally, when things break, this is where they end up. And uh, we attempt to piecemeal it all back together, usually with a very high level of success. Anyway, they're all based on a 10 by 10 by 10 centimeter cube, so that's a 1U. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so here's a 1U. Um, you can't get enough solar energy with really 1U, so you have to deploy solar panels and that kind of thing. But uh, that's a 1U, and this guy, like the one that you guys held, this is an early model of it, is a 2U. 
which and just means two blocks in that same blocks, kind of exactly. cube. And then you can get a 3U, uh, which I don't have one here, but this is a 6U. I was going to say that looks yeah, kind of suitcase yep. sized. And now we are designing 27Us. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so instead of going smaller, we're going bigger. Um, you went small to get big. We went small to get big, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So this is a mo early model of Lunar Ice Cube. I'll show you a better one uh, when we get upstairs. But it's uh, it's our flagship mission. It's about a $24 million mission, I guess, now altogether. Um, it's a NASA mission, um, JPL, NASA Goddard, and Moorhead State, but we're the lead on it, uh, lead institution. So. Wow. And it's going to fly on the new space launch system. I was just going to ask if that was the, it's ride. Yep, that's its ride, Artemis One. Also, oh, the very first, very the first maiden voyage of the most powerful rocket ever built. It's going to have 13 uh, small payloads. Oh, so this is bigger than uh, Elon's car pushing rocket? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's good. bigger than the Falcon Heavy. Yeah. But now his Starship is like bigger than well, yeah, you know, but the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the but Starship yeah. is crazy, but it's yeah. not even really, I've not yeah. even really seen one of those tests yet. Yeah, we're a few years away. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that. That's a. I, again, I just can't stop talking about how much I enjoy that Space Science Center. It really is awesome. Yeah, it, we, it, we, we hope to go back and bring you some more sound from there and more pictures as we kind of, as time goes on. Any teenagers out there, I mean, look into Moorhead for just for that. If you have any interest in space and science and mm -hmm. uh, just the privilege to work with Dr. Malfurs would seem like it would be uh, beneficial to somebody that's interested in that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Big influence on me personally. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not a, a science guy at all, but uh, Dr. Malfurs was uh, a great friend and a great influence in college. And well, and the the class he taught, he gave us taught us a lot about how science actually sure, works sure and how did. they how the methods and just just lovely. Yep. So anyway, so that's it's been a pretty good episode. I thought we had quite a quite a diversity of things to talk about today. Sure. And. Uh, Next week, I guess we're, we may have another interesting interview. Do we want to, how much we want to tease that out? I don't think we should tell them who it is, but we've got a pretty, uh, a pretty significant local celebrity that's going to come talk to us on Bluegrass Homefront. We're very okay. excited about that. That should be for episode five, may, may, maybe episode six, who knows? We'll see. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Right. But uh, we're, we're looking forward to it, and uh, we, have, we would love your feedback about today's episode or what you think we should do in future episodes, and you can give us that feedback in a bunch of different ways. First of all, on Twitter, or as you Twi say it. Twitter. Twitter. Victor has his own custom pronunciation. You can, uh, you can find us at BGHF Podcast, because Bluegrass Homefront is too long for a Twitter handle. It would end up being Bluegrass Homefront. And I didn't think that was fun. So BGHF podcast on blue on Twitter. Okay. Everywhere else you can find us at Bluegrass at Bluegrass Homefront. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. Um, you can follow us there, and you can so you can see our pictures. We do post pictures from our segments sure. on the onto our social media the week that these things post. So make sure you do that. And uh, we look forward go and rate us and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Let us know what you think. We do, and if you rate us a five star, we will read your review on the air. And if you hate us, please tell us. But we'll, give us five we'll, stars. We'll read that as well. But yeah, give us five stars. Got to give but, us five stars, or we won't read it. Right. But it, but if you give us five stars, you can you know say we're stinky and that uh, 
we, uh, I don't know, our hair is greasy or whatever you want to say. Ew. Yeah, or just ew. Just make sure you give us phonetic spelling of exactly how you want to phrase it. Right. All right. Well, Bluegrass Homefront is produced by me, Tiny Brian, with Victor and our associate producer. And, oh, Victor is also our music supervisor. So all this, all the, he picks all the music and communicates with all the bands and love that for him. Thank you and, so much and definitely for that. I, I look for some feedback on that, guys. Let me know what you like and what you dislike. And, uh, you know, I can kind of work from that. Our associate producer and editor, who is about to get his vocal cords back for the rest of the afternoon, is Malachi. Thanks for all your work on that. Special thanks also to Michael Trent and Catherine Leon Anderson. Until next time, this is Tiny Brian saying, Beware of rabbits, they eat carrots. Doodles. <laughs>